Hey, hey, welcome back. I'm Cassie Hutton, your host, and today I have a special episode for you. I was a guest on Daniel Poffum's uh, podcast back a few weeks ago, and then we did a pod swap, and she is now a guest on mine. And so I'm getting this episode out there to you. It's going to come in a two-part series because I really want to split this up into she shares about her births, but also she shares about how she was called to start the podcast and how her journey led her to this. And we just get into so much goodness and richness and just how when you truly step into what God has called you to do, it becomes this double blessing. Because a lot of times we step into something and we think it's a blessing for others And we just want to step into the ministry of what God has called us to do because it's so fulfilling, but it's always a blessing that comes back upon us. And she and I both share our story um, that's truly supernatural and truly only God could orchestrate through us simply stepping into what we knew we were called to do. And so I can't wait to dive into this episode and I'll be sure to let you know when the next one comes out. Before we get started, you know I'm going to talk about my beta founding members program for an Exodus birth because it's coming up and I don't want you to miss it. If you are interested at all in home birth and you want to understand what it entails, you want to understand the physiological process of birth, you want to learn how to have faster labor with less pain, you want to learn how to partner with Jesus and receive his promises and then implement those promises when it counts the most, when you're actually in labor, then join me for this course. We will start it sometime, probably towards the end of February. Um, so if you know that during that time you're going to be ready to be preparing for your natural home birth, then please join me. We're going to talk about and. I mean, hospital birth can benefit from it, but really my focus is home birth because I've had all home births, Um, but I don't want to negate the fact that anyone having, wanting a natural birth can join this program. Um, We dive even into healing from birth trauma and all kinds of things that I never normally thought of with my first two pregnancies. Um, I really didn't get opened up into all of these different things you know, even coming into my fifth birth, I'm just learning more and more. Um, we cover nutrition and how to take care of your body and yourself so that you don't find yourself anxious, depleted, tired, low milk supply, um, no rest, all of the things that cause us to have hormonal imbalances later on in life, go through early menopause. I talk to women all the time now who are just going through tremendous health problems and hormonal imbalances at the age of 30, 35, before they even hit 40. And we're just younger and younger generations are going through this perimenopause that we should not be going through because of all the chemicals and all the things in our environment, the food that we're eating that is not supporting our body. And so we dive into all the things And I'll give you some staple recipes for your kitchen, some things that you can do. I myself am not someone who likes to create recipes, but some of the staples like homemade bone broth, your sourdough starter, your um, like cream of chicken and making that from the bone broth, little things like making your taco seasoning and making it in bulk so that you always have it on hand. Because if you're like me, I feel like I run out of taco seasoning all the time. 
all the time. <laughs> and so when I make it in bulk and I make it myself and I know it's organic and I can tweak the taste um, here and there to make it like I want it, then I don't know. That's just a win-win for me. Um, and even though I'm making it in bulk, I still feel like I run out of it all the time. All the time. I don't know. Let me know if you do that too, because maybe I'm the only one. Anyways, thank you for joining me today. Be sure to check out in the show notes. I will tag everything you need to know about an Exodus Birth Beta Founding Members Program. I will also tag everything that you need to know about this show and the podcast that I did with Danielle a few weeks back. So see you in the show. Welcome to the Barefoot Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Cassie Hutton. I help Christian moms have a home birth they desire through education and the word. If you're an old soul that is passionate about restoring godly wisdom and disconnecting from this interconnected world, then you're in the right place. Let's discuss godly restoration through the five H's of home. Home birth, homeschool, homemaking, homemade, home remedies, and health. Welcome back, Barefoot Parents. I'm your host, Cassie Hutton, and today I'm here with Danielle Popham. Did I say that correctly? Yes. Okay, well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, me too. We are going to talk about all things birth again today. So, to introduce Danielle, she's a mom of four, um, mom of four living children, so you'll have to tell us that story. Mm-hmm. Um, and three with the Lord. She is a homeschool mom, a podcaster, birth nerd, and coffee lover. She is the host of Birth Journeys podcast. Um, and I just was a guest on her podcast. You can go listen to that podcast. We'll tag it in the show notes as well, um, where I was. She allowed me to share my birth story. So I appreciate that and was honored to share on her platform. Um, so, Danielle, uh, let my guests know where they can find you and we're going to get into this during the show, so don't share too much, but, you know, what is the Birth Journeys podcast about and um, how they can find you? Yeah, so um, I started the podcast, um, let's see, we're going on, I think it's going to be, this is my second year doing it in February, um, and you can find me um, on wherever you get podcasts, Spotify, Apple, as Birth Journeys Podcast. Um, I actually was looking at my podcast the other day, and I noticed that there's another podcast that started after mine called The Birth Journeys Podcast, and that is not me. Um, I am just Birth Journeys Podcast, um, and on Instagram, Birth Journeys Podcast, and yeah, my website is also um, Birth Journeys podcast.com. Yeah. So go follow her on Instagram as well. Y'all heard her say that her handle there and be sure to find the correct one. Birth journeys, not the birth journeys podcast. Correct. Yeah. No. (laughs) Yeah. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, Danielle, let us know. um, Tell us a little bit of your story and how, what I really want to dive into is how God has used your story to create the podcast and to give you a passion towards um, helping educate women, helping give women a platform to share their story um, and the passion behind what drives you to do that. Yeah. So I think it all started um, long before I, I had a clue it was going to turn out this way. Excuse me. Um, I, I gave birth to my first daughter. Um, it'll be 10 years ago in December. And 
Um, back when I was pregnant with her, I was terrified of birth. I was terrified of the idea of giving birth. Um, I didn't want to do a class. I didn't want to learn anything. I wanted to go in blind and trust my doctors. And, um, yeah, I just, that's what I did. I went to 41 weeks and, um, I started having contractions. I went in the hospital and I was one centimeter they decided to give me Pitocin and all the things. And eventually, you know, the whole cascade of interventions happened. And I landed myself in a C-section after about 24 hours of labor. And after her birth, I just felt like this grief in my heart. And I didn't know why, because like I said, I didn't have any certain expectation of how her birth should go. I didn't plan anything. I certainly had no interest in a natural birth or anything like that. So it wasn't even like my birth plan was ruined or anything because I did exactly what I said I was going to do. And it turned out exactly the way that it does when you do that. (laughs) Um, And I don't know, I just felt like this grief in my heart and I, I didn't know what it was and I didn't know why it was there. Um, and I, I started researching like, I don't know, I just all of a sudden felt this, <clears throat> this pull towards birth and, um, and it was weird because it wasn't something that I was even remotely interested in. And I started Googling like ways to be involved with birth without having to like go to medical school. <laughs> and I started like find learning about doulas and, um, I was like, oh, I've never even heard of this before. So I, I kind of just left that on the back burner. Um, <clears throat> I was a single mom for about three years. And then when I met my husband, um, we got married. And when I was pregnant with my second daughter, um, I, you know, I knew I needed to do things differently. And I did not want to have the same outcome as my first. And that's when I really started diving into the birth world and just really learning about, okay, what is birth? Like, like what, you know, what is it supposed to look like? What is it supposed to be like? And, um, I was preparing for a VBAC and since, you know, that was something that was scary to me at the time, I started really researching VBAC. And when I was doing that research, it led me to a lot of, um, of podcasts. So I started listening to a lot of birth podcasts and I, over and over again, it, it sounded like the best outcomes were from these moms that were having completely all natural births, home births, free births, um, and not doing what I did in the, the, my first birth. Um, and so then it, I went from this side of absolutely being terrified of birth um, and just wanting to trust the doctors to slowly changing my mindset and my philosophy around birth and to where I am now, which is I, for myself, I, um, I just had a home birth in February of last year, um, with my fourth child. And I have a totally different perspective, a totally different outlook on birth. And, um, it's all just because of that very first birth that I had where, you know, that C-section that afterwards I just felt that grief in my heart and knew that there was something different, even though I didn't even have a clue what that looked like or what that meant. Um, and yeah, so when I, you know, was slowly making this transformation from, you know, the terrified trusting doctors to being more of the natural minded aspect of birth, um, 
I started noticing that, you know, all the podcasts that I was listening to, um, a lot of them were very like in the hospital, medical, even like the positive ones, um, you know, where they had, you know, were able to achieve their VBAC or whatever. Um, and after having my second daughter, that first VBAC in the hospital, I had another traumatic experience and I just knew that it, it was not supposed to be that way. It just wasn't supposed to. And so when I, I just never quit listening to birth podcasts and I had a hard time finding ones that really truly highlighted like positive experiences and um, like mother led birth. Um, so that's kind of where the podcast was kind of birthed out of was really wanting to highlight that message of positive empowering birth experiences. Um, not just, you know, I did X, Y, Z and, you know, had my birth, but truly births that women walk away from like, just stoked. Like I did that, like, look what I did. And like, I trusted my body and I did the thing. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of where it began. I mean, I, I do have moms on from, you know, the hospital births. I have free birth mamas. I have, you know, home birth mamas, birth center mamas. There's not any that I discriminate against, but my main objective is, you know, because I truly believe you can have a positive birth in the experience or birth in the hospital because I also had that experience as well. Um, but yeah, so that's just where it started. And, um, sorry, that was kind of long winded, but yeah, that's how it happened. And that's my, my heart and passion is to just really raise awareness that, birth doesn't have to be scary, that you have a voice and you can trust your body to do what it was created to do. And um, if you're going to have a birth in the hospital, how to really advocate for yourself and how to really achieve your goals, even with pushback from the medical system, because it's most likely going to happen um, if you're going that route. So, so yeah, that's kind of where where it started and where we are now. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. That's definitely not long-winded when you're talking about having four births and us as women who absolutely love to share our birth stories um, and tell all the things. So I um, appreciate that. And I um, appreciate you sharing even, um, you didn't go into that, but being a single mom with your first one. I actually just wrote an email as kind of just one of my automations, like it probably hasn't gone out just yet, but I was the same way, even though I chose a home birth with my first baby, I still went into that birth pretty blind of just kind of like go with the flow. We're just going to wing it. And, you know, like statistically going into it with that mindset does get women into the place where you ended up being and I probably would have been in that place had I chose a hospital birth for sure, um, just because my labor, labor was so long, unless I had, for some reason, taken a different route and learned all the things that they might would have done. Um, but even still, the reason I teach my birth course and the reason that I teach women um, how to relax and all the techniques of inviting Jesus in and um, how to overcome those fears and how to get rid of the lies of pain is because I went into that labor and it was so long. But if someone had just given me a few simple tools on how to relax, on how to pray, 
on how to um, understand what my body was doing, I could have gone into that labor with a whole lot less pain, a whole lot less agony, um, even though my birth did feel empowering afterwards. And even though I felt like I had, you know, become superwoman after that birth, I still look back and go, but if just a few women had taken me under their wing and said, Hey, here's a few things if you want to know about it. And, you know, there were probably, who knows, there may have even been some, um, birth courses offered during that time that I passed up and I just don't even remember. Um, but that's kind of, I guess what I'm getting at is to the first time mom who's listening to this, um, you're obviously already kind of taking an active role in your birth, but that is my number one piece of advice for a first time mom is to definitely not just wing it, to know what you're getting into and to start learning about your body and to start learning about from, from these women who have gone through this and sit at their feet and go, okay, what would you have done differently? Yeah. Yeah. And I totally, it's funny because I actually say that I think that God wanted me to kind of experience every kind of birth because so that I could relate with women on that level. You know, I've had the cesarean. I've had the VBAC in the hospital with an epidural. I've had the all natural VBAC in the hospital with, you know, unmedicated. Um, and now I've had a home birth. And it's just kind of funny because each of those births has taught me tremendous lessons and really just brought me to to where I am today and my my views and opinions and my, my birth philosophy. Um, and without all of those experiences, I I probably would just be like the average other woman that, you know, just go does the same thing, you know, goes in the hospital and does all the things. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know that to me, it's, it's so important to educate yourself. Um, even actually with my second, my second daughter, um, I, that's the birth that I really just dove into all the birthy things that I didn't know about. Um, and I did so much preparation and like work preparing for her birth. And when I went into the hospital, um, you know, my, my labor started at two in the morning. It slowly, you know, it did, it was textbook, you know, got longer or shorter intervals, stronger contractions. I knew it was time to go. I went in and my doctor wasn't on call. And that completely threw me for a loop. I didn't know that my doctor may not be there. And I, she never once told me Like she was amazing. I loved my doctor and I was so excited to like have this amazing experience with her. And she never told me that she may not be there and that I might just get the doctor on call. And so when I got there, I had this strange doctor that I had only ever met one time and she... (laughs) I walked in and, you know, they checked me and I had my little birth plan that I was all ready to give to, you know, these are, you know, no Pitocin, no epidural, no, um, you know, I want delayed cord clamping and, you know, all the things. And she, this doctor walked into my room and she started shaking her head and rubbing her chin and saying, why are you here? And I was like, uh, cause I'm having a baby. <laughs> like this is where I'm supposed to be. And she, she was like, well, you don't want an epidural. You don't want, you know, the Pitocin, you know, you don't want, you know, she's going down my birth plan and picking it all apart and saying, 
if you don't want all these things, why are you here? And I was like, well, this is where I'm supposed to feel safe, right? Like I've, you know, I've had a C-section before. This is my first VBAC and I'm supposed to feel safe in the hospital. And that's why I'm here. And she was so rude and condescending to me and she bullied me. And I, I, I eventually caved and got the epidural. You know, I said I wanted my waters to break naturally. And she, um, you know, convinced me to let her break my water. And, you know, then eventually I ended up with Pitocin. You know, it was all of the things that I prepared for so hard, you know, through that whole nine months of preparation of this birth. And everything went out the window all because of this one woman who walked into my room and completely made me feel like crap. Like everything I wanted was, you know, and I left that birth. It was a textbook birth. It was 16 hours. I did get the epidural, but it was like, I, I think I had the epidural for about three or four hours. And then my baby was born. I was able to push fine. Like it was actually a great epidural because I could feel the contract, the pressure of the contractions, but not the pain. And I was able to still work with my body. And, you know, I had my first VBAC and, you know, on paper, it was a great birth. But because of the way I was treated in that, in that room by that woman, it, it, it left me with just, I had the worst, most severe postpartum depression after that birth. I beat myself up because I felt like I had failed myself. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I was just, it was awful. It was horrible. Um, and I actually had to, to, I ended up going on, um, I think it was antidepressants at, I don't know, like six weeks postpartum. And it was the deepest, darkest place I've ever been in my life. Like my cesarean birth was way better than this one. And um, it was just horrible because especially this baby that I had so longed for, for five years, and I had had a miscarriage prior to having her, you know, I lost twins. And um, it was like, I should have been so joyful and just, you know, so happy and excited, but it was like just completely all stolen from me. I felt like, and I know that, you know, I played a part in it too. It wasn't all this doctor's fault, but she for sure, you know, had a role in making me just feel horrible. And, um, and yeah, I I walked away from that birth, just like what in the world? Like I did all this preparation, what happened, you know? And when I got pregnant with my next baby, I met with the same doctor, you know, actually, actually, this is what, actually, I I planned on having a home birth then. I wanted my third baby to be at home, but I found out that I live in a state that um, midwives will not attend home birth after you've had a a cesarean. Um, So midwife, licensed midwives will not attend VBACs in the state of South Carolina. Um, I think you can find them like licensed, but it's very most likely you're not going to find a licensed midwife to attend your birth. So I said, okay, well, if I can't have home birth, I guess I have to go back to the hospital. And I went back to my doctor who I loved. And, um, I, you know, I told her, I looked her in the eye and I said, if you are not here, when I go into labor, I am leaving, I'm going home and I'm having my baby by myself. And she said, Oh, Danielle, I will be there. I'm writing it in your chart right now. If you are, if you come in and I'm not here, they are to call me. And I said, okay, because I'm serious. I am not staying in this hospital if you are not here. And she said, I'll be here. I promise. And sure enough, when I went into labor with my 
my son, um, I went in, she was not on call. And I told the nurse, I said, <clears throat> I asked her who was on call and she said some male doctor. And I said, okay, I don't want a male doctor. And she said, well, you don't have a choice. And I was like, well, doctor, my doctor Minto told me that if, if I'm here and she's not in to, that she should be called. And she said, okay, I'll look at your chart. And sure enough, Dr. Minto had wrote in my chart. And so she called her and she said, I'll take a shower and I'll be there. It was one o'clock in the morning. And she came in and she, <laughs> it was funny because when I was there, I was kind of like, oh, maybe I do want the epidural. I started getting, you know, panicky. Like, I don't know if I can do this. And when uh, Dr. Minto so you were in transition, room, she, yeah, she walked in and she said, she ignored me. <laughs> I was like, I might want the epidural. And she was like, okay, so we're doing this thing. Like she knew what I wanted. She knew that I did not want that. She knew I wanted a natural birth. And she was like, nope, we're going to do what you said you wanted, you know? And she was amazing. And she, um, she felt that my baby was posterior. I had been in labor already for two days and she gave me some, um, I guess like different positions to, to labor in to help get, bring him down and everything. And he was born two hours later and my body pushed him out. Um, she encouraged me to get on my hands and knees and push him out. And, um, it was amazing. Like it was pretty much exactly what I would have wanted. Um, I loved that birth actually. I, I still look at it and I'm just like, oh, that was just such a great birth. And it was in the hospital. And so I know that positive hospital births happen. Yeah. I know that if you have the the right supportive provider, um, it can happen. And and that's what I had. And and she was such a blessing to me. And um it, it was it was an awesome, awesome birth. Um, but I still knew that, you know, I still wanted a home birth and um <laughs> the way that I met my midwife was through my podcast. And I am going to stop the show right there because it gets really, really good. Can you believe that Danielle, through her podcast, God lined this up through a lady from church to provide her a midwife that could come help her. And it was totally illegal in her state. Call that whatever you want to but I totally see it as God. There are such things as good lies in the Bible. We know that God orchestrated things that would seem just totally immoral, right? You're going against the laws of the land. How could that be God? But it totally was. It totally blessed Daniel's heart. And on the next episode, we're going to talk about what it truly means that when you step out and you do something that God has called you to do, how it becomes this double blessing in your life. I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Barefoot Parenting. If what you're doing works for you, is healthy for your family, and is growing you in the ways you need to grow, then it's time to step out of the feeling of guilt and shame and wear your Barefoot Mama badge proudly. Remember, barefoot parents are doing things differently, so be encouraged today if you're feeling the pushback in your parenting style. You're doing something right. Thank you.